the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The news never stops. Life goes on around town and around the world. You need a talk show that keeps track of it. A program with bold opinions that's always open to your views. That is this show. Welcome to the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM. The answer. All right, everybody. Hour number two. Welcome. Come on in. It is Tuesday, the sixth day of February 2024. Great to have you here. We spent uh, the beginning of last hour and the beginning of the show. And being me, it ran a little long because I kind of got on a roll about the passing of Toby Keith. Uh, We're going to sprinkle some Toby Keith records throughout our bumper music today. But just as we work our way through our usual themes, our themes of love of country, our themes of support for the military, our themes of righteous anger. Everybody bagged on, uh, you know, Ballad of the, the Angry American, uh, brought to you courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Um, it, what, like, anger was inappropriate? What exactly would you have preferred? You know, and now this, I mean, anger, unbridled, undisciplined, directionless anger, right, That's that's not a good idea. But when the proper human emotion of anger follows something like, oh, I don't know, 9-11, it's clarifying. It informs what you then do. And you're not doing what you do because you were mad, but something that made you angry gave you a light, gave you a direction, gave you a beacon that indicated what you needed to do. Now, of course, thereafter, the entire, you know, so-called war on terror, and I don't say that dismissively because what is a war on terror, a war on a concept? When we had the war on the Japanese and the Germans, that was easy. When we had the war to kick Saddam out of Kuwait, nothing, I don't mean easy, I mean easy to define. It's like, okay, Japan, evil, go get them. You know, the, the the German Third Reich, go get them. You know, kick Saddam out of Kuwait, go do it. Absolutely, fantastic. That That's the mission, let's go do it, and we did. Uh, the war on terror was so vague, and we didn't know quite what to do, and, and then it got unpopular pretty darn quickly. But uh, we, we knew we wanted to to strike some kind of blow. We knew we wanted to do something because terrorists had victimized us. We don't like being victims, and uh, which, like so many other things, brings us right to the modern day. Israel victimized on October seventh, and Antony Blinken. What's this? His fifth, uh, his fifth weak sauce trip to the Middle East. The headlines will say, and in fact, are saying that he's going there to try to uh, to seek a pause in the war. Really, he wants a pause. Why in the world would you want to pause in a war that's working? What would you think of somebody who came to, to, to America in 1943, maybe early 1944, and said, hey, there's this stuff you're doing with the, in the Pacific Theater and, and with the Germans in the European Theater. Uh, we'd we'd kind of like you to pause. We would have told him to take a hike. We're not going to pause the war. We're going to win the war. Israel has no intention of pausing the war against the Palestinians against Hamas, the specific Palestinians, not all Palestinians, please, Palestinians live in peace within the the social and governmental structure of Israel. The war on Hamas, pardon me. 
which, by the way, is not a war on all Palestinians. <laughs> Quite the opposite. This is to establish some kind of sane, rational governance, some kind of rule of law and rule of basic decency and, and, and some kind of action against terror that, uh, that, that, that can help everybody's lives. Be better Jews in Israel, Palestinians in Israel. So as Antony Blinken heads in to try to get Israel to pause the war on Hamas, the Israeli response should be, thanks, sir, appreciate it, um, but we're trying to win the war on Hamas. So there you are. So the things that, uh, just these devastating provisions in this bill, the discredited HHS secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, can directly grant illegals asylum in this special new process. Because there are so many ways that you are being hosed, so many ways that you are being gaslit. Like, oh, it, 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 it makes it better than it is now. Maybe in the way that pneumonia is better than brain cancer. You know, it's still bad. And in fact, I need to find two different diseases or maybe not use diseases on this particular morning. Uh, it's just, just no. And, oh, and by the way, people say, oh, Mark, the, uh, the Border Patrol Union has endorsed it. Uh-huh. It's a union. What do unions care about? And by the way, this is okay. Unions should care about these things. Unions care about the rank and file. This garbage bill does contain some nice uh, pay packages for the rank and file in the Border Patrol. Lovely. But it does nothing to bring us a wall. It, it absolutely perverts the concept of asylum. It hoses you into thinking that that this president, this president in particular, will shut down the border if we reach some magical 5,000 rolling average. And short of that, what happens? 5,000 is almost 2 million people a year. Almost 2 million people a year. It's And, and as for more border security funding, to do exactly what? If it's to build a wall, great. And it, a lot of the funding goes to additional detention. Detention? So that what then subsequently happens after that? These people who are quote-unquote detained are then ultimately, in far too many cases, released out into the interior tapestry of America for some ill-defined court date that, that, that many of them will never show up for. We don't need to be detaining people. We need to be returning people. This is not hard. It's not hard to say. It's not hard to stand for. It is apparently very, very hard to do. The soft GOP is in league with the Democrats to be thoroughly unserious about the border. The Democrats have sinister purpose. They actively want waves of illegals to come into this country so that as quickly as possible they could be normalized, legalized, naturalized, and then energized for decades of Democrat voting. The misguided Republicans, answers vary. Maybe it's just that this is the one thing where they've been hosed into saying, well, this is the one thing where we'll, we'll look like we're nice or we'll look like we're governing. The definition of governing, please. Got a lot of audio to play and some calls to take. 866-660-5759. Sometimes the definition of governing 
is getting together with the other party and seeing what the best thing is that you can hammer out. Under no definition is this the best thing that can be hammered out. Because sometimes the definition of governing is to stand on your principles and and win. And victory may not be in the cards this year. A lot of people have said, well, you know, the Republicans, uh, you know, that are not interested in solving the problem. We're extremely interested in solving the problem. The problem is a porous border. To fix it, we need a conservative president, a conservative Senate, and a conservative House. Once Trump is elected again, and once we regain the majority in the Senate and expand the Republican majority in the House, and not just with people who happen to have an R by their name, but people who are actual conservatives, you will be amazed to see the problem gets solved. 866-660-5759. Let's see here. Uh, Scott, welcome, sir. Happy Tuesday. How you doing? Yeah, hi, Mark. I want to say a couple things. I I don't want you to get... uh... Yeah, I always like your show and everything, Thank and you. I like your commentary. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, you, one of the things that you constantly do mm-hmm. is you really besmirch people when they attempt, and maybe you disagree with them. But I don't think Liz Cheney deserved your your comments. I think she acted what? on what she truly believed. No, 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 wait a second. And now you're going after – I've already talked to you about Cheney, so I don't want to spend oh, my time. Yeah, uh-huh. But there's a, there's a common uh, but, thread. Common but, thread. Then you go, but then you go after after Langford, mm-hmm. who you, there's no way on God's green earth you can label him as a rhino. That man, I, well, I've lived so. in Oklahoma for way too many years. He was my congressman for years. He replaced uh, Tom Coburn. That guy is a rock Scott, solid concern. Not, not on this. And he has not, a not, 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 he on, has not on this. to work on an issue. By, by, by caving, he, by caving, his his quote unquote work on this involves caving on the conservative value of a strong border. Lankford's track record contains much to admire, as Liz Cheney's once did. Absolutely. So all of these things are about when I, when I, people do things, when they do things that either defy core values or, in Liz Cheney's case, defy logic. Trump broke her. But let's let's see. She's a forgotten woman. In the case of Brother Langford, in the case of Brother Langford, wonderful track record. Ask me about Jim Langford three months ago. I've got a lot of praise on this. He has chosen to cave on one of the most important issues in America today. So my reaction to that is appropriate. He's trying to govern and move the ball. But I challenge what? Instead, of, instead of the ranting and everything. What does that mean? Tell me exact tell me exactly what that means. Tell me exactly what that means. Tell no tell me no listen listen to me. Scott, listen to me. Words mean something. He's trying to do what did you say? Move the ball. Toward what? Well, yeah, you know, I I can tell you the Wall Street Journal and many of them have said this isn't a perfect the deal. The Wall Street Journal, the Wall Street Journal has been border surrender headquarters for years. There's one thing that guides me, Scott. One thing: conservatism. Newspapers, no. senators, and others who cleave to that concept will earn my praise. Those who offend it will earn my criticism. And I don't care how much what the, what the newspapers done in the past that I loved, or what the senators done in the past. I'm not going to condemn the entire career of James Langford. On this, he is a surrender agent and there is no what, excuse go ahead i'm sorry your turn what 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 governs you mark is absolutism 
And oh. in our democracy, when you don't control the Senate, mm-hmm. when you control the House by what three votes, right? When the Republicans don't control the White House, you don't get everything you want. Correct. Now, that that that, that I, is correct. Pa- remember, no, no. Pause. 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 Stop. Stop. We have time because you're because those are good points. Those are valuable points. Uh, sometimes, and, I, and by the way, I've frequently said that if you can get eighty percent of what you want. That's better than, you know, zero percent of something not happening and making no progress at all. Every once in a while, there will be a situation like this. This is not one of them. And with an election right in front of our faces where the return of Trump and the opportunity for a, for a conservative Republican Senate and a bigger lead in the, and a bigger margin in the House stands right before us, then perhaps we need to just sit tight until the people are in office who do want to fix the problem. This bill is horrible. It is actively terrible on the border and so it is to be fought so it's not absolute as the last word on that i'll give you the floor right back uh i will you're right every day absolutely defend and stand for and have a conservative wish list there will be times when i have to kind of shrug and realize well i'm not going to get everything i want those those moments will arrive this to surrender on this is not one of them go ahead your turn two things real quick uh we're, you're putting an awful lot of hope that you're going to get a Senate. I want you to tell me I haven't seen one poll that Sherrod Brown's in real danger in Ohio. I haven't seen one poll. Um, I guarantee you, Kerry Lake is not going to win. She's going to be a loser again in Arizona. I haven't seen one poll. Those people up there like him. Tester, I, I mean, I don't know if the Republicans have totally settled on their candidate, but – the 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 Republicans are going to pick up one for sure seat in West Virginia. West Virginia with Joe Manchin, yeah. and I I feel pretty I, I feel possibly optimistic about Montana. And again, we're only talking about a couple. I mean, it's, it's you only need a couple to have the to have the the Senate go Republican. It does involve some optimism, and it does involve some. It involves a, a strong Trump wave. People coming into in various states and and listen, which may or may not happen. I mean, we never, none of us knows how an election is going to go. That's what we said during the that's what we said during the uh, midterms this last. Time. And, Ab- but absolutely. So, but that's what you fight for. But that's what you fight for. I want to get in on you real quick sure. is that I know there when I was sitting and I had two outstanding teachers there at Lake New Centennial High School in Garland, and our government teacher, I can surely remember that he used to sit there and say, you know how a bill becomes law? You know, the House passes something, the Senate passes something, and then they have a conference committee. Why can't that they can't they have that's that's regular order that's what they're always talking about in the house and, here's and, here's what you know what that comes from first of all that order. that's technically correct and that harks back to a time when there were democrats who were not driven by radicalism there were in fact it goes back far enough to where we had conservative and liberal republicans and conservative and liberal democrats now uh, the conservatism has its proper home in the republican party liberalism has its proper home in the democrat party and there's nothing really wrong with that but the kind of liberalism that guides the democrats these days are people who don't think people should be punished for crime people who think we have 37 genders people who think we don't need a border it, it, it is not anybody's grandfather's democrat party Hey, Mark, I always like you and everything. I always listen to you every morning. And God bless Toby Keith. He was great. Hey, thank uh, you. And give me a buzz anytime. It's always wonderful to trade thoughts with you. I really, really appreciate it. 824. I'm telling man, she ain't in a wine and roses. Beer just makes her turn up her nose. And she 
Remembering the three decades of Toby Keith in our life. No Cuervo Gold Margarita. 20 years ago. Whiskey Girl. Something with a little more red and a little more pain. I think Toby liked drinking songs. My little whiskey girl. She's my little whiskey Let's let's hop into the news with Nikki and then onto the phones with you and into the news for various things to talk about. In fact, last gentleman talked about the Senate seats and how do we get a Republican Senate. Let me tell let me take a little moment here, maybe the next half hour, to take you on a tour through the various states, because I think West Virginia is a git. That's gonna be a pickup. A Republican will replace Joe Manchin. But what about Arizona? Can Carrie Lake win in Arizona? Uh, up again. Here's the the dirty little secret about Kirsten Cinema, who has left the Democrats and is running as an independent. She's pretty popular, and she, as I've always told you, it's hard to beat incumbents. But uh, I'm a big Carrie Lake fan, and we'll see how that goes. But there are some other states as well. We'll talk about all that. And uh, and coming out of the news, uh, we're gonna stay on the theme of whiskey. With uh, with one of the great Toby Keith records, uh, one on which uh, he had some quality help. Eight thirty one. Mark Davis into the newsroom. We go. Here's Nikki Whaley. We got too many gangsters doing dirty deeds. Too much corruption and crime in the streets. Toby Keith and Willie Nelson. The law. Put a few more in the ground. I'm all to the maker, and he'll settle on down. The actual line is from a 1975 film called Bite the Bullet with Jan Michael Vincent, who at one point says, whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. And we'll raise up our glasses against evil forces, saying, whiskey for my men. The album was Unleashed, the seventh Toby Keith album. He had already been a big deal for about ten years. And uh, and Willie Nelson, of course, uh, was already quite the big deal, had been for a long time. You know what that record did when it went to number one? It made Willie Nelson the oldest guy ever to top the country charts. He was 70. <laughs> Willie, Willie's 90 right now. Still, still, still kicking. All right, 866-660-5759. To the phones here, let me give 60 seconds of this. Here is one of the key Democrat border surrender negotiators. Uh, this is uh, is Chris Murphy of uh, of Connecticut and as he sees the writing on the wall that actual conservatives are going to spell the death of this bill uh here is him being uh, characteristically snotty the house republicans have no answer here they have no alternative bipartisan product no alternative bipartisan product he's right you know you're on to us, Chris. Good point. The real conservatives do not have an alternative bipartisan product. Because bipartisan, by definition, means, what does it mean? means including Democrats. Uh-oh, and sadly, there's the deal breaker. Because Democrats and the soft GOP are not interested in fixing the border. Real conservatives are. So what's the solution? Elect more real conservatives. More in the House, more in the Senate. Trump in the White House. Oh, he's not done. 
What they seem to want is just chaos. They want to keep the border unsolved as a problem so that it benefits them in the upcoming election. Um, it will benefit us in the upcoming election. It will result, if uh, the country is paying attention, in the election of people who are interested in solving the border problem, which this garbage bill does not. Really cynical, but it's also pretty transparent. And I don't know that they're smart enough to get away with it. Oh, big man. Chris Murphy, Democrat of Connecticut. And, and it's funny, whether it's this guy or Senator Lankford in Oklahoma, there, there's nothing. And I got to tell you, Democrats, I expect to get uh, uh, you know dogpiled by Democrats. But the uh, the soft GOP, there are few things as testy as when rhinos, soft GOP, and James Lang- James Langford is momentary soft GOP, but it's a bad moment. He has gone soft GOP on this, and and when you catch these people, they 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 get they get nasty. Jake Tapper had Langford on yesterday and confronted him with and I got to tell you boys anybody loving Elon Musk as, as much as I am this uh, this week uh but Elon Musk is not a movement conservative he's just a smart guy and and just knows what what the democrats are are up to here so pre- taking that presenting that to to Senator Langford let's see how that went Here's a claim being circulated on Twitter or X by Elon Musk, who posted, quote, the long term goal of the so-called border security bill is enabling illegals to vote. It will do the total opposite of securing the border, Correct. unquote. Now, I Correct. know that Elon Musk is not an expert on illegal alien, uh, immigration uh-huh. or the border, but he has a huge megaphone. Um, he does. Explain what he's talking about here. Is he wrong? Uh, well, I, I think he needs to go back to doing the two million Teslas that are currently being recalled right now to be able to focus in on that. No, it's not focused. Really? Really? By the way, there was a Tesla recall. It's um it, it's a it's a software issue where the font size on some warning thing is not uh, not quite up to their standard. So rather than actually say no, our bill is better than Elon Musk says it is. Rather than say no, our bill is worthy. What does the soft GOP do? Joins with their Democrat henchmen in order to insult the people who bring genuine conservative criticism. Let's let him finish. Megaphone. Um, he does. Explain what he's talking about here. Is he wrong? Uh, well, I, I think he needs to go back to doing the two million Teslas that are currently being recalled right now to be able to focus in on that. No, it's not focused on trying to be able to get more illegals to vote. That's absurd uh, in the process. On It, it is uh, against the law for anyone <laughs> that is not a citizen of the United States to be able to vote. At the moment... God, there's so many things I've listened when somebody goes soft, when they lose their spine, it is it is a loss of spine. It is a loss of will. It is a loss of strength. But I've I've never seen I've rarely never I've rarely seen somebody turn stupid, turn absolutely dumb as a mud fence. Well, no, we're not going to have illegals voting. That would be illegal. Well, at the moment, it is. They're already working. And listen, let me go to calls here. Maybe the very next thing I'll do is the absolutely magnificent appearance of of Mike Johnson in committee, House Speaker, uh, having a little conversation with uh, New York's Democrat Congressman Jerry Nadler. 
about the insidious let's let illegals vote in just these little tiny municipal elections. What could possibly be the harm? And Mike Johnson is on to them. Anyway, that'll be him in a moment. You right now. 866-660-5759. We are in Grand Prairie. Mike, welcome. Happy Tuesday. How are you, sir? Good morning. I tell you, you, you kind of hit it on the head when you said they are dumber than a mud fence. And they expect us, sitting out here, voters, citizenry, especially us in Texas, think we're going to go along with what they're doing. It's almost like the Texas two-step. It's like, wait a minute, people. This is an open border is dangerous. It's not the same decision between do we send $1 million or do we send $5 billion. You've got an open border that are letting people that could cause us harm in our neighborhoods mm-hmm. and in our country. Yeah, the, the, it, this is interesting. The difference between being uh, sinister and being stupid. The Republicans are stupid. The Democrats are sinister genius. Mike, thanks. Here's what I mean. They know exactly what they're doing. Even whoever's running the country instead of Biden knows what they're doing. The open border is intentional. It's not the failure of a border policy. This is their border policy. Let me do this real quick. It just, it's, 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 it's too good. Here is um, House Speaker Mike Johnson and shining the light on the myriad flaws in this bill, including uh, the the telegraphing of an attempt to allow the normalization, legalization, naturalization of illegals, while at the same time there's a Democrat party that's interested in letting people who are still who are, who are still not citizens yet. Now they're here legally, but not citizens yet. Letting them uh, vote in just these little tiny municipal elections. That's not true. The New York City Council voted in December to allow this. It begins January 9, 2023. Cities in Vermont and Maryland already allow this, and similar measures are under consideration in Illinois, Maine, and, and uh, Massachusetts right now. Mr. Gentleman, will you? Yes. Jerry, Nat- uh, Jerry Nadler. I believe those are um, considerations of allowing votes in municipal elections only. Mm-hmm. Right, but, but th- th- thank you. That's the point. <laughs> Everybody wants to know at home, why would they allow this? Guys, they're allowing it because they're going to turn them into voters. They already are doing this in New York City, largest city in America, and this is the plan of our friends on this side to turn all the illegals into voters. That's it, folks. That's what's going on. That's the game. That's why the border's open. That's why they've dropped it. Look, I I respect Ms. Lofgren and all her work in this arena. Yes, I'll I'll yield, Mr. Chairman. I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. As a New Yorker, I would love to think that New York is the entire country, but it is not. (laughs) (laughs) It is not, and consideration is being given to... uh, uh, permitting uh, non-citizens to vote in New York, and I believe in uh, in uh, the capital city of Vermont. I forget which that is. Montpelier. Uh, but it, as lo- as much as I'd like to believe it, New York and Vermont are not the entire country. But, Mr. Chairman, that's the whole point. This is what's going on, folks, at home. If you're trying to figure this out, if you're scratching your heads, you're seeing the video, you see droves of people, 2.4 million people coming over the border illegally, the president allowing, the Democrats in charge of Congress are allowing it, the deal is they're going to turn them into voters. You just heard it. They don't have any problem with that. They celebrate it. Here's the deal. We have a problem with it. The Constitution has a problem with it. American elections should be decided by American citizens. That's it. That's what... 
That's what this is about. That's why we're jumping up and down and screaming, my friends on the video who are commenting about this. That's why we're so upset, because our constituents are, 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 are frightened that we are losing our country. We're losing our security. We're losing our sovereignty, because we're going to allow people from 160 different countries around the world to come in here and decide our elections. That's it. Here it is on record. You all heard it. I'm out of time. I yield back. That is your Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson of Louisiana. Could not be prouder. We're in Rockwall. CJ, thanks for hanging on. How are you doing, sir? Doing good, Mark. So the narrative of the left right now is that Biden cannot shut down the border. I would like somebody to ask them what happens when this bill passes and they, at some point, the 5,000 people trigger the, the shutdown. If he can shut it down then, how can he not shut it down now? What? Spectacular. So you, you phrased it even better because uh, I, I put my toe in the pool of this yesterday, but you've, you've just put some perfect, perfect icing on it. That that if, if in this bill there is a measure that says, hey, under these circumstances defined by this number, we shut the border down. You know what that means? It means we can shut the border down. It means we somehow are able to do it. If we could do it, if we could do it then, why can't we do it now? And the answer is we can. They just don't want to. They just don't want to. CJ, thank you. What better time could there possibly be for a little bit of Trump audio? This was uh, the uh, past and perchance future uh, president. Was this Newsmax? Hang on a second. Let me see. Anyway, uh, Trump on some channel yesterday. This is not possible to believe that a thing like this could happen. Uh, it, it, you already have. You don't need a bill. I had the safest border in the history of our country. We had no bill. I just said, close the border. It's closed. Then I went to Mexico. I negotiated with Mexico. Yeah. They gave us 28,000 troops. They gave us a lot of other things. Stay in Mexico. Remain. We called it remain in Mexico. They- yes, that, that is uh, Trump on Newsmax with Rob Schmidt. Hey, there you go. You don't need a bill. I have the safest border in the history of our country. We had no bill. I just said, close the border. But <laughs> this you know, look there, there are going to be moments of slump shouldered depression. There will be moments of unbridled joy when we win on November 5th. Uh, along the way, there will be uplifting moments and moments that are not so uplifting. There's something about, as last week morphed into this week, where genuine conservative logic offered by people with a spine and a brainstem and eyes to see have killed this garbage bill. It is a good Good day. 851. I was getting kind of tired of her in the chatter. Nothing I could say ever seemed to matter. So I took a little dive just to clear my head. I saw a flash of neon up ahead. It looked like a place to find some satisfaction with a little less talk. And a lot more action. Yeah, buddy. This is on the Hank Jr. album Maverick in 1992, but uh, Toby Keith said, look, on this debut album of mine in 1993, let me find some songs I like. It was written by Keith Hinton and Jimmy Allen Stewart. And this is one of the records that introduced us all to the great Toby Keith. Talking a lot more action. Little less 
The great Toby Keith passing away at 62 overnight, remembering him today. 866-660-5759. All right, let me remember some things I meant to get to. (laughs) So let's hop to it. Uh, Of course, obviously, border bill, border bill, border bill. It is gone, gone, gone. Um couple of things in, in local news. Yesterday, we, we paid proper attention to the securing of nine really important World Cup games in 2026. We didn't get the big enchilada, the actual final match. That'll be up at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Or will it? Because they won't be calling it MetLife. They'll be calling it something else because of FIFA, the soccer governing body, doesn't allow you to to have facilities uh, that have corporate uh, sponsorships. That means when the nine games, and some of them are increasing in importance as the tournament plays out, they won't be played at AT&T Stadium. Oh, no. The stadium for those games will be renamed. Just Just for that, just for the World Cup purposes. And people are going insane, and properly so. Tell you what they should have done and see what your thoughts are on this. So matters large and small on our Tuesday show. Mark Davis, 660 AM, The Answer. Stick around. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.